0: One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. All right, welcome into the program, everyone, for another week of Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio. This week, like every week, is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. You can get fifty dollars off any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com backslash Celtics. And enter the promo code, which of course again is Celtics, and you get that fifty dollars off comfy mattress, and of course we love having them on as a sponsor. Uh, New week, new show. I'm back this week. Lauren is not here this week. We're just kind of flip-flopping seats. Um, Jess is here, though. Jess is the constant. Uh, Jess, what's going on?
1: Don't worry. I'm always here. (laughs) Got to get my rest back then.
0: (laughs) Right. Um, So we got a lot to talk about, Jess, this week. Actually, a lot happened between you guys last show and this week. Um, Before we get into anything, though, because I wasn't on last week. And obviously the big news last week was David Price. I just want to put my two cents out there. I'm not going to spend a whole segment on this because you guys did it last week. But yeah, we spent a half hour on it. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't think people need to listen for us or go on a half hour. But I do want to say my piece just because I want to, so you have to listen to it. Um, a quick reminder, he signed seven years, 217 mil, opt out after three. Um, about thirty one million 31 mil a year for the first three, if that's what I think, remember. Um I like the deal, guys. It, here's the deal. And a, a lot of things I've heard are it's too much money. He's not good in the playoffs. You're all wrong. Not too much money because you see what Zach Granke got, uh, which was six in 205, something like that, 206?
1: 206,
0: yeah. 206, which is what, 34 a year, yeah. 35 a year? Yeah, yeah. So you're paying, you would have paid Zach Ranky more, and that's not, that's not the right decision because Zach Ranky is not as good as David Price. And David Price is also a lefty. He's proven himself in the AL. Zach Rankin is not. And the playoff argument, people, we have to get to the playoffs before you can use that argument. I don't care about his playoff record because right now you need an ace, and he was the best on the market for a decent price nowadays. Obviously, it's a lot of money. We know that. And yes, I know we screwed up Lester. I get that too. But – Right now, for what the situation you had, Dave Dombrowski had no choice. And obviously he wanted David Price from day one, but he had no choice to spend that kind of money because Ben Sherrington screwed up and the ownership screwed up Lester last summer. We know that. But this is what they were dealt. And David Price was the best-case scenario, and now you have best-case scenario. So for me, I'm all for it. I love it. He's a great personality. He's great in the clubhouse, which is what we all love to see. He's already been meeting his teammates. He bowled with Mookie Betts yesterday, uh, Saturday. And he met up in Nashville. They put up um Moogie Betts obviously we all know is a world class bowler. But uh David Price put up a two ten though. I saw that, so that wasn't too shabby. Um but yeah, like he wants to meet his teammates, he's a good teammate and look, I expect nothing but the best from him. He's gonna be a Cy Young candidate and he's I hope that he is fine in the playoffs because now with what they're doing, they look like they're a playoff team Jess on paper.
1: Yeah, they totally do. And, yeah, if, if anyone missed my thoughts uh, from last week, you know, me and Jared both wanted him. We talked about it in the show before. And, obviously, Dombrowski wanted him. You know, it's, they they gave him the most money. They were they, He was their guy. You know, Zach Greinke was the next option, which wouldn't have been bad. But, obviously, Dombrowski didn't want it to come to that. And he just wanted Price right away and would do anything to get him and offered him the extra money, and that's what got him. So, yeah, you know, like you said, made the playoffs. Well, he didn't say this, but made the playoffs one time, <laughs> one time in the last six years. And you, you know, like he now, like he said, he got to get there. And the guy who got second and Cy Young has gotten 18 wins, 19 wins, 20 wins in seasons before. I mean, he was obviously the best pitcher out there. Like we said, we've heard he's a great teammate, and you know, he's, it was the best thing to happen. Like you said, we messed up Lester, but for this situation right now with who we have and Don being at the helm. It made sense, and we got him, so I think it's definitely definitely a good move i just, The only thing that me and lauren were were questioning was you know he he was probably going to sign with the, the uh, cardinals, and then we offered them more him more money, and then he took it here. Do you think that matters that that he almost went there and then the money swayed him here? Do you think that matters
0: I, I think the thing is I think it's a little bit of a red flag. Not as much of a red flag as his rubber duck comment, duck, duck in the water comment during the playoffs last year. Um, if you guys don't know what that comment is, he basically came out and someone asked him, like, how did you feel out there? He's like, yeah, I'm like a duck on water on the mound during the playoffs. Like, I look all calm and center, but my heart's going a mile a minute below. My, my legs are kicking underneath the water. Like, that scares me a little bit. But um, the, 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 the whole situation with the Cardinals, it, doesn't, it really doesn't bug me because at that point, the Cardinals were the highest money. And then the Red Sox came in and changed their offer. And give him more money. I think he was going for the money the whole time. I really do. I believe that. And that's clearly why he's here. But I'm not thinking that he doesn't want to be here at all. Like, he knows the culture here. He's, been, he's seen the way things are done here. And, yeah, he would have had a better chance to win, like, right away. But you also know that they probably told him what they were doing and what they were looking to do. And now, on paper, the Red Sox are, should be in the playoffs next year with what they've done. And we'll get into a little more as we move on with the show here and what they've done since last week. But there's nothing to believe make him believe that they're not good enough to win, especially with him at the top of the rotation
1: yeah, I mean got a got a good good solid rotation now, you know things could change here and there, but as it is, the rotation looks pretty solid, the bullpen looks fantastic, and we'll get to that in just a minute with the addition to the bullpen and Obviously, the offense is is solid and was getting really good at the end of last season, so i mean. No question they should be better than last year. Obviously, we don't want to go ahead and just be like, yep, guaranteed playoffs, guaranteed World Series. Obviously not. You never know what can happen. But they sure look to be in a lot better shape than they were last year.
0: Yeah, and, okay, so now we don't have to talk about Price anymore. That was a little tidbit. Um, but, with obviously, with adding Price, you had an extra starter in this situation with six guys for five spots. Last, we, we had talked about it before that I thought that – I know Jess and I talked about this off-air because I wasn't on last week how I thought that they should probably trade a starter, or they probably will trade a starter, just because they have a surplus. They're not going to use six guys for five spots. They're not, going to, some, they're not going to put Joe Kelly in the bullpen as much as I would have wanted that to happen. They're not going to do that. Someone had to get traded. I looked at Joe Kelly and Wade Miley as the two options. They traded Wade Miley this week. It was Wade Miley and Jonathan Rowe to the Mariners for Carson Smith and Rowanis Elias. Is that how you say his last name? Elias? You know, yeah, uh, I Elias. yeah, I'm not, I'm not positive. One of the two. But um obviously Carson Smith is the hall, is the big name in that deal, which is he's a great reliever. Um I don't know if his numbers up in front of me. I don't know if you do, Jess, but he's a stud in the bullpen and he's another great arm. So now you have four guys who are pretty good guys in the bullpen, <laughs> solid guys. Um and you could even push now Tizawa, It looks like he's gonna get pushed to the sixth with this situation because Carson Smith is a seven eight nine type guy.
1: Yeah, it was a really good deal. Uh- Smith, I mean, he's a young guy. He's only 26. He's only been in the league for two years, and... Throws hard, too. Oh, yeah, real hard. Nasty slider, too. But really, I mean, last year was his first full season. He pitched 70 games, uh, and the big thing with him was that halfway through the season with the Mariners, he became the closer for them after Fernando Rodney was terrible. So, second half of the season, he got 13 saves, a 2.31 ERA for the season, 92 strikeouts to only 22 walks, only two home runs allowed. He's... He's very good, really nasty slider, hard fastball. You know, I think players fear him at this point because of how, of how good he is and how much success he had, and he's so young. And like you said, he's not even going to have to pitch the 8th or the ninth because it's probably going to be either Smith, Chizawa in 6th or 7th, then Uihar in the 8th and Kimbrell in the ninth. So there's not even going to be that much pressure on him. And now with those four guys, like you don't even need that much from the starter.
0: No. Do you think... Um, and we'll talk about, again, the, the subtraction of Wade Miley in a second here. But do you think, with Carson Smith being added, do you see Koji backing up to the seventh? Because, obviously, he's getting old. And I thought about this before we came on. He's obviously getting old. He benefits from some time off. Do you see that as a possibility? Or are they set on Koji being the eighth? Obviously, Koji's not the ninth inning. Kimbrell is. But do we think that Koji even gets bumped back even further with the steal happening?
1: I think he deserves to to get the eighth for now. And I know that the team wants him to fish the eighth, at least at least to start. But, I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised, and I don't think they would hesitate to make him and put him in the seventh inning if he is average or doesn't look as sharp or, or something in the early on. I mean, he definitely deserves to pitch the eighth to this point, but I'm, they're going to have no problem throw, throwing Smith into the eighth if Coach is not doing it. So I think they'll be flexible with it, but I think they'll definitely start him and give him at least like a month or so in the eighth and see how he does.
0: Uh, Rowan Elias, he's lefty. Am I right or wrong about that?
1: Yeah, I believe he is a lefty.
0: And he's decent in the bullpen, so that's another arm. Yes, lefty. Two. Um, I expect him to be on the roster. I don't expect him to be traded. I, I it's not, What are you going to get for him? And he probably won't go down. So I expect him to be in the bullpen as well. So now you have another lefty in the bullpen. I don't know what you're going to do about Craig Breslow, but this guy in Wabrowski is just turning over this bullpen within like a month of the offseason, and it's phenomenal. And to do it, you have to trade away Wade Miley and Jonathan Rowe. That's I think you won this deal, hands down won this deal, because if you look at what Carson Smith's value is versus Wade Miley, I think Carson Smith is the better value in terms of what he does for a team, especially with the Red Sox. Um, And I would take, Aro and Elias are kind of a toss-up to me, because I mean, I don't know much about Elias yet, but it seems like he's he's better than Aro.
1: I mean, he has more major league experience, and he's he's pitched a couple of seasons, and you know, he started 29 games in 14 and 20 games last year. So he's been and he's been here for a couple of years. A, a row is just a mile league guy who fished a couple of months. So uh, yeah, that, again, a steal in terms of those two as well.
0: Because if you look at Wade Miley, yes, Wade Miley is probably the most consistent pitcher they had last year on, in this rotation. But a, it wasn't average. like it was consistent. Yeah, it wasn't like it was a consistent All Star. It was a consistent mediocre guy, yep. which is what we expected him to be the whole year. And that's he was probably the only one in the rotation who actually did what we expected, just consistent. Definitely. Yeah, all year. Yeah. And I'm okay with trading that because you got Price in return, and now you have a stud bullpen guy with Carson Smith pitching the seventh inning. In, in most, most situations, Smith would be an eight or nine type guy, and you have him in the seventh.
1: Yeah, I think it's a great deal. I think it was definitely a steal. Yeah, I was a little hesitant to give up Miley because – You know he's a lefty, and you always want lefties in the rotation, and he's consistent and reliable. But Price is a lefty too, so that's helpful. And Elias is lefty, but Elias
0: can also be a starter. He has been. Yeah, he
1: has been a starter, so that's good to get him too. You know, if if we could have gotten rid of Miley or Kelly, I would have strictly like throwing hand. I would have said Kelly because he's less consistent, less reliable, and a righty. But he does have he does have a lot of potential. So I was cool with it. You know, I liked Miley, but. Consistently average. The fact that we got another lefty starter in the deal is fantastic, and then Chris Smith is better than anybody in the deal. So I think we gave up very little for the two of them. And you know, if if we have starters injuries, like we said, Elias can start. I think Dombrowski said he's going to start in the bullpen, potentially AAA, possibly if there's not room, and he also could be a spot starter if we need him as well. So I think that was a great throw-in. I mean, he's it's not like he's a scrub, like he's you know he's yeah he's pitched. So I think. I think he really, really did well on this deal.
0: Yeah, I do too. And back to Elias here for a second. Like you said, we all know what Smith's going to bring, but with Elias too, I I, I believe he's Joe Kelly insurance because what if Joe Kelly comes in and craps the bet? Right. Like he did almost all of last year. Now that the games are going to start mattering again, what's going to happen when they actually matter? So I think big time he's Joe Kelly insurance. And then if Joe Kelly pitches well, you have a good guy out of the bullpen. And then obviously you don't know if Porcello is going to stay healthy. You don't know this, these questions. So it's nice to have a guy who can start, who will, is clearly willing to be in the bullpen. Well, I mean, he really has no choice. But, I mean, he's not going to go in there and, and complain. He's not going to go in there and stomp around and be a negative guy in the locker room. He, he seems like he's the type of guy who will come in and do his job whatever he's asked to do.
1: Yeah, I think yeah you know, he's 15 and 20 for his career, 3.97 ERA. I mean that's a better ERA than Miley. A little slightly worse record, but the Mariners weren't good. So I think he's a consistent guy and and he seems to stay healthy. So you know you got him, you got Henry Owens for for backup for guys like Kelly and Porcello, like you said. So I think I think we're pretty set for starters. I mean I don't know if they're going to do something else, and I guess they could technically, but the rotation's looking pretty solid right now. I think the only thing
0: they have left to do. He's trade handling. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's always hanging around.
0: <laughs> and that's if that even happens, right? Um, and I want to talk about that more a little later with um, with Chris Davis stuff too. So we'll talk about that later. But um, that's all he's got. Le- that's really le- all that's left to do on the the checklist for Dombrowski. I think he's pretty much set. Um, but that's what they said before they traded Wade Miley. So yeah, like, I think we're really, good. Actually, we're gonna trade Wade Miley. Now. See ya. <laughs> let's get a good. Let's get a good guy in Carson Smith to come over. Yeah, like they're they're never gonna tell you everything. But um, yeah, I'm so
1: excited about this. I mean. I was, I was aware of what Smith was doing last year. I know a lot of people didn't know who he was, and if you're not, like, a baseball fanatic like us, you probably didn't know who he was because he's only pitched a couple of years and really only broke
0: up. Especially game. over here because he's on the West Coast. He's pitching on the West Coast. Right.
1: So, you, only, if you, you know, if you watch every game and you watch the Mariners game, you maybe saw him, like, one to three times last year, and that was it. And he might not even have been a start, uh, uh, closer for that time. So, somebody that you don't know as much about, but I think as everyone did research and saw what he did and saw a little couple highlights of him. They were like, Oh, okay. This guy's good. We'll take him. Yeah, So really good deal.
0: Can't argue there. Um, other big news. I want to talk. We want to talk about because this, this guy was linked to the Red Sox for a little bit. And the bigger news is that we found that he wants to come, He wanted to come to the Red Sox. Um, Johnny Cueto. And mind you, he still hasn't signed anywhere. It's crazy. Um, which is weird. Yeah. I don't know what he's waiting for, but really weird. Um, the, the news broke after we signed Price, and it kind of lingered out that Johnny Cueto wanted to come to the Red Sox, and we were his top choice. He idolizes Pedro. He's a big fan of the organization, and he wanted to pitch here. I know that would have made, that makes Lauren very happy to hear that, <laughs> but he's not coming here. So don't get me wrong. I would love to see them. If they could swing him and Price together, that would be awesome, <laughs> but I don't think they could support that i um, funny would it
1: be if we got both of them after talking about which one of the two we wanted not not being able be, to get both.
0: <laughs> they can't afford that, right? I'm, I don't think I, so. I'm assuming, yeah. Okay. I didn't think so either. He'd have to take a
1: um, massive pay cut, right? I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm pretty sure they had they traded Miley only be, probably only because they couldn't afford Price without getting rid of Miley. So, because um, they it, it was at, they were at like 25 million payroll after the after the um, uh, what's it called price deal. after the Price deal. Yeah. So, they probably can't afford it. It'd be awesome. That'd be sweet. But I highly doubt it. If he wants to come uh, here, bad enough. <laughs> yeah, right. If you really want to come you here, no Coido. Come, come on, man. Come on down. You're the next contestant. Let's take a pay cut. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about this stuff for a second, Jess. Obviously, he's not coming here for the most part. 99% sure he's not coming here. Um, unless the money's really good for us to give, get in here. But he really wanted to be here. Now he has all these teams, and why is not he signed yet? That's the big question for me. He's a top-tier guy. He's the, obviously the top guy left. Why, isn't he any, why hasn't he signed yet?
1: Well, me and Lauren were going over this last week. Cause of course, he still hadn't signed last week because he still hasn't. And we were like, what's the reason? And now I'm even more with a week later, do teams not want him? Is there something that, we're not, that we don't know that's holding teams back from, from wanting him? I know he turned down the, the deal with the Diamondbacks, but now, like, is he getting a deal? Does anyone want him? Is he just, like, floating away
0: into nothing? I, I don't get, I don't understand. I really don't get it. And I don't either, because he's a good pitcher. It's not like he's a dud. Like, he pitched well in the playoffs. He's proved that he could pitch in the playoffs this past year, winning a ring with the World Series uh, champion Royals. They, there's no way they can afford him. I don't think he's going back there either.
1: No. And he's, so, like, such a hot commodity because... Like he said, because of how he fished in the playoffs, and he was like the big guy. He's getting these shot outs in the playoffs, and now he's just sitting there.
0: Yeah, so I don't know what's going on with the situation. Um, and then the Cubs haven't looked at him. I haven't heard anything about the Cubs looking at him, and they signed Lackey over Cueto. Um, yep. They obviously he turned back the Diamondbacks offer, and that was early, so he probably assumed he'd get an offer from someone else.
1: Right.
0: You know he was probably waiting for the Red Sox. <laughs> Uh, and nothing's
1: working out for him. <laughs>
0: and that screwed him over because he waited for the Red Sox, and then they signed Price. Then Granke got signed. Then
1: Samarja got signed.
0: Then the Samarja got signed. Cueto's still out there. <laughs>
1: like, Jeff Samarja got signed before
0: Cueto. Like he was Steph terrible last Sarja year. Jeff Samarja went to the Giants before <laughs> Cueto went. To. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't think the Giants would have called him. Like, like, like what is going on with this? And you're right, Jess. There has to be something we're not seeing. Right. Behind the scenes, something, something these teams are worried about, which is crazy because on the surface, obviously we know on the surface isn't the whole story, but on the surface, pitches well in the playoffs, he's a big-game guy, and he's proven. And he has a ring. Like, why wouldn't anyone want him?
1: I know, and just think that... I mean, me and Lauren talked about this last week, too. Justin Marja last year, 11-13, and 13 with a four ninety six ERA. Yet he got a five-year, $90 million contract from the Giants and signed before Cueto. Like, wait, what? Justin Marja's not even good anymore. Really, he's never been that good for the most, for most of his career. And yeah. now Cueto's still sitting here. I'm, I mean, I'm reading that the Dodgers are joining the fray for Cueto. Well, they have
0: to because they lost Granke. So, like, right?
1: So, it's, so maybe, maybe them. I don't. It's no one seems to know, and there's just like not much out there.
0: Yeah, it's because all the pitching vacancies have been picked up. So go goes. Giants need a pitcher. The Cubs got Lackey, which is I think is a great pickup for them because Lackey was great last year, and now he gets to go play with Lester. But like, why? Like, what's going on? And, and like I said, we can't talk about it too much because we really don't know. But the fa- I think it's great the fact that he wanted to come here and he still got stonewalled.
1: Well, yeah, now it's just awkward because every article you read about him at the moment is about how he wanted to come here.
0: <laughs> yeah. And
1: it didn't happen, so.
0: What's his mindset now? What, right. what do you think he's thinking? Because he thought, oh, well, the Red Sox probably aren't going to get – he's probably thinking and said, well, they might not get price. I'd like to go to the Red Sox. And he probably thought he'd come here. And then now it's, oh, I can't go to the Red Sox. I haven't, got phone- I haven't gotten any phone calls. What's, am I going to play next year? What's right, going I turned
1: on? Right, turn down the Diamondbacks. Like, what am I doing to myself here? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. And now, now that his agent did say that about coming here, it just makes it weirder because now it just seems like that's the only place he wanted to go. Yep. So do people want him? I just, it's weird. I'll be interested to see if he's still, still out there by the time we do the next show.
0: <laughs> yeah it's really weird i think he will be i don't i don't know but i, I think he will be um the thing is too is we'll move to granky granky gets a six-year 206 million dollars from the diamondbacks a team that quite turned down um i don't know why he's going to diamondbacks i, I don't know diamondbacks aren't a good destination to me but they gave him the
1: best the best deal
0: yeah he's getting paid granky's getting paid 34 million a year over six years um Another team almost whipped in, if I remember that correctly. Um, probably the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers should have kept him in the first place. Yeah,
1: somebody asked him like about the deal, and and they said like, "Oh, did the did the Dodgers almost sign you?" And apparently he smiled. So they're taken off from the smile that he was nearly agreeing to a deal with the Dodgers, and then at the last minute, the Diamondbacks came in and decided to sign him. As a quote from the Diamond's general manager Dave Stewart uh, at Granky's News conference to be introduced, and he said, "I'm glad we were a minute too so- too soon than a minute too late." So clearly, it was down to the last second, and he was probably going go to go the Dodgers, and then the Diamondbacks gave him a better deal, and then he was like, "Oh, cool, I'll go there." Yeah, and they just missed out on him. So,
0: um, what does Granky mean for the Diamondbacks? Is that just him going to waste away in Arizona? They don't really think they have a good enough team to compete even with him.
1: Well, I mean, they were a couple. They were like four games under five hundred last year, so I mean, they're they're knocking around the door. I don't. I mean, it almost kind of seems like he's going there to just, like, not be in the spotlight. But he definitely can make them better, and maybe they can squeak into the playoffs, possibly.
0: Well, that's a success for him if he didn't want to be in the spotlight. Yeah. No one cares about Arizona. I know,
1: which is just weird. Everyone, you know, we, he almost came to the red size. If we didn't get Price, we were getting Grinke, which we didn't expect on this show. But that's what, what it came out, is what happened. And then he goes from almost being the red size to almost being at the Dodgers to be you know, with the Diamondbacks. It's kind of like he was just like, hey, whatever, I'll just go to Arizona.
0: you got to think they gave him more money. Right. Um, Like six years in twin, that's more money than David Price did. Yeah, had. I know. So you got you, you got to think that partially he wanted to be out of the spotlight all along, but partially he said, well, if I'm not going to go to Boston, I don't want to go back to L.A., so let's just go to Diamondbacks.
1: Yeah. Oh, here's a quote from him, a grinky about Arizona. He said, quote, I was just thinking, like, man, they have something going on there. Just need a couple things. It could be good as anybody. All right, Zach. <laughs> you
0: okay, Zach. Yeah. You, you do that. You have fun in Arizona. We'll see uh we'll, we'll give you the golf clubs early next year.
1: Doesn't sound like he's too sure about uh, what's going to happen there. So.
0: <laughs> no. But, again, he's out of the spotlight. Yep. Which is big. Yeah. For him.
1: So that was very strange. but And interesting to hear that the Dodgers almost got him. But, Money, 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 money. It's all we talked about last week, and it continues to be what happens. You get the biggest contract, you go there.
0: Do you think that him, okay, real quick, do you think that him go, not going to the Dodgers was a thing with the new manager? Because obviously Dave Roberts was hired there, hired, uh, yeah. and he's not playing for Mattingly. Do you think that that is a big deal to him?
1: It might be. Just not wanting to start or new with, with somebody else with the same organization. I could see that. But it's probably more the money and being out of the spotlight. Probably. I
0: could see, yeah, because I could it, see
1: it being a little bit fat though.
0: Yeah. Just Speaking up. of the Dodgers, what's going on with the ICL Puig?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about him.
0: <laughs> Talks that they want to try, they're shopping him now, like. I've
1: been saying it from the start, this guy's a head case and a total mess and I want him nowhere near, anywhere, close to anywhere that could be close to here. <laughs> I'd take him. I'd still do I don't know why. He's such, he's so, okay, he's the worst, like people are saying he's the worst player, like the worst teammate ever, like the worst person ever. Why would you want that on a team? It's, Hanley Ramirez except worse. Yeah, but he's actually good. I don't care if he's good or not. Hanley's not good. I don't want attitude people no matter how good they
0: are. I just don't.
1: And if he's like a, so and if he's as bad as people think he is then f- absolutely forget it.
0: Part of me thinks it's just a change of scenery. I think he's done in LA. I think he's... I, I don't know if it's, I don't want to say he'd fit in here because he doesn't really fit in anywhere. Oh. But I would say it'd be worth it. But I don't know. It's not going to happen. But um, I would do it. But yeah, that's crazy That's one. What, what's going on over there. Um, but I, I for the Dodgers, it would probably be addition from by subtraction.
1: Yeah. And here's the quote, former teammate on the NFL League, quote, he's the worst
0: person I've ever seen in this game ever. <laughs> Just <laughs> That's ever. That's about as bad as it gets. <laughs> and the thing is, too, like, you have to think, again, with the new manager theme here, Don Manningly probably figured out a way to handle him. You know, like, figure, he was a veteran manager right. with a guy who has a head case. He probably figured out a way to take care of him. Who says Dave Roberts can do that? Right.
1: If he literally is the worst person that ever, I don't. There's probably not a lot of people who could handle that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Especially
1: a new manager who's getting a shot, who's young, and you know, uh, I don't know, probably a disaster. So yeah. Hopefully for their sake, he gets the heck out of there.
0: <laughs> I, I think it, I, see the thing is, then if he gets out of there, who takes him? Someone will fly. Him. Someone will take him. Yeah. Just hope it's not us. Just because he's, he's too good to pass up on for a lot of teams. For a lot of teams, he's just no one's going to look at that and go, well, no. A lot of people are going to look at that and go, "Well, we could use him. You know, our team. We, we need a way to put feet, uh, fans, in the, uh, fans in the seats. You know." And it's just like, "Who knows?" I wouldn't want them. I mean, I would, but after a month, I'd probably go, "Yeah, I'm done with him." Be like Hanley. You'd be like, "Yay!" And then you'd be like, "All right, so <laughs> yeah." Yeah, pro- probably. To be completely honest. And I mean, um, honestly, the thing is, to Hanley, real quick, we probably would have been very high on him all year if he didn't get hurt and kept hitting. Yeah, probably so. Because he was hitting like crazy the first month of the year.
1: Yeah, I think. And then he ran to the wall. I think league's worse than Hanley, definitely.
0: As a person. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah.
1: Also injury-prone, too. I mean, just like Hanley.
0: That's true.
1: We only played 79 games last year and pretty much did nothing and kept getting hurt over – I think he had like three different injuries. So he's only – I mean, he's been in the league three years, and the first season he played 104 games. Last year, 79. His middle season, 148. So he's really only had one full season. Two, yeah. 296,
0: nine, 16 homers,
1: sixty nine RBI. He's it's not, it's not that good. I mean, I know he's only 25, no. but not worth it. Absolutely
0: not. All right, right, let's. I want to bring this up quick. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this because it's just ridiculous, but we have to talk about I, it. I want it to spend it. a lot of time. No. <laughs> um, if you guys didn't see this, the Miami Marlins put a package together for the Red Sox for what they wanted for Jose Fernandez. And I believe this was just like – just We were just going to get Jose Fernandez, nothing that, else in this That's field. what it seemed like. It seemed like that was it. And they wanted, and I'm not kidding here, people. This is real. They wanted Mookie Betts, Eduardo Rodriguez, Christian Vasquez, Yohan Moncada, and another pitcher. Probably either Brian Johnson or Henry Owens. Just for Jose Jose Fernandez. <laughs> like, I die when I see something that stupid. I wouldn't even give, take... I wouldn't trade Mookie Betts for Jose De Fernandez alone. Never mind putting Edrado Rodolfo Christian Vasquez, Joan Mancada, who's supposed to be this great thing and is probably our top prospect, and another pitcher on top of that just for Jose Fernandez.
1: I know. I saw this and I was like, "Excuse me." And this was a
0: legit thing too. This was a real thing. This wasn't fake. Yeah, like, like
1: they thought that we'd actually like go for it. Like really? Okay, I could see bets for Fernandez straight up, and like you said, I still wouldn't do it.
0: Still wouldn't do that. I
1: could see Rodriguez and Vasquez for Fernandez.
0: That what I'd consider doing.
1: I could see maybe Moncada and
0: like Henry, Henry Owens.
1: Owens. Oh, yeah, there's like
0: three it. different deals within this one offer. Right,
1: and they want all five of those guys. For one guy who has been injury-prone for two of the three years that he's been in the league, yes, he's fantastic, yes, he's a really good pitcher, but he, pitched, he started eight games in 2014 and 11 games last year. Why the heck yep. would you risk it, a guy who gets hurt all the time, for five players who are really good? That is absolutely nuts.
0: The one thing, I, I think the one trade I would do for that, the best situation is involving these players, would probably be Erod and Vasquez for Jose Fernandez. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's a good deal. You get the Marlins get a young guy who's a lefty, who could be a top-of-the-rotation guy, with a catcher who's really good at calling a game for a guy who's probably a number one in most teams.
1: Yeah, that would probably be the best deal, but between Fernandez's injury history and I think the Rodriguez could be really, really, really good, and who knows? Maybe you know, maybe by the end of it, depending on how good Fernandez does, he could probably be almost as good as Fernandez, and then throw Vasquez yeah. in there, too, who could be one of the best defensive catchers in the league. It's probably still a good deal, even at that. It's
0: still, it's still hard to consider, and that's probably the best deal the Red Sox would get, Yeah, like in terms of being fair for both sides. This this package is ridiculous. I'm sorry, but if you think any chance at all, and part of me thinks, okay, maybe that was just them starting conversations. But if that's starting conversations,
1: <laughs> you're probably going to get anywhere.
0: <laughs> you, You're probably going to get hung up on and said, "Screw you, go home. You 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 suck."
1: An article I read was they was talking about it was just detailing who they wanted, and they were like, and then when you get to the other pitcher part, they probably didn't even get to the other pitcher part because they probably said, "Screw off" before they even got to that pitcher.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, who like, I think, I think, ah, okay,
1: bye.
0: <laughs> I think Johnny Pesky is even laughing in his grave at this deal. Like oh that is re- so bad. He he's laughing. It's wow! I can't even. They, what a joke for them to even think think that. A huge that, joke. Wow. Huge joke. Again, we don't want to talk about this too long, but I had to bring it up because it it's just so bad that it has to be talked about.
1: If they actually thought that we would go for that, then they got serious issues.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's well. That's why they're the Marlins. And they just don't win. Um, Which is why Fernandez
1: I, probably didn't want to even be there because they're such a joke.
0: And the fact that Don Mattingly took that job. Oof. That's right. I, he was, I saw a
1: quote from Fernandez, too. It wasn't even a quote. It said that he had no comment on his future with the Marlins. So he probably didn't want to be there. I, why
0: would you? In the you? first place, yeah. Why would you? Right. Man. He seems like a guy that wants to win, and he's not going to do it there. No. That is for sure. Uh, one other guy, Jess, who hasn't been picked up yet, and who wasn't, wasn't traded for and now hasn't been picked up because he was released, is Rhodus Chapman. Um, the trade originally was he was going to the Dodgers. That was like a thing. That, that was a pretty much final. And then we found out about domestic abuse issues with him. And that trade obviously got nixed. And then the Reds went further and released him. So now, Aronis Chapman is a free agent. You don't have to give up anything for him. He's got to sign the guy. And no one wants him. <laughs> and no one wants him. No one wants him. Now, oh now I don't know what the deal is going to be. Did the league say they're not going to suspend him at all? I haven't seen anything either way on that. Um. So we don't. So I think that's a, kind of a risk for a lot of teams. Dude, so i to take a fly on him. Like your bullpen's already so good. Yeah. No need. You don't want a head. You I, don't want a head case like that. I mean, he's so good, but I. just don't I yeah. think anyone's gonna.
1: He is really good, but it's maybe if someone's desperate, which we certainly aren't at this point. But yeah. like. What he like shot a gun, like pinned
0: his girlfriend to the wall, and like choked. Like, it's like a, it's, like a, it's oh almost like a Greg Hardy type it, situation. It seemed pretty similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for all you Red Sox fans who wanted Chapman over Kimbrel,
1: um, <laughs>
0: you're probably happy you got Craig Kimbrel now. <laughs> you picked
1: the right option on that one.
0: <laughs> I still think Craig Kimbrel's better. <sighs> I still think he's better. Um, Chapman's kind of
1: wild sometimes, and he's also yeah.
0: Kim- Kimbrel's very consistent.
1: Hasn't Chapman got injured a couple of times too? I think so, yeah. but How can you not get injured when you're throwing 103 miles per hour? That's, that's very I'd true. be injured the
0: second I threw one ball, so... Your arm would just fall off. Right. Right out of its socket.
1: I threw 103, now I have no arm. Uh, now <laughs> I threw that
0: once, and now my arm is not no longer attached to my body. I won't
1: be throwing 103 anymore. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, not worth it. Nash- Nationals were interested, I saw. Um, not anymore. Would the Dodgers consider it? Would the Dodgers consider now they don't have to trade anybody? Would they consider bringing them in? Maybe? Maybe. But I don't I think... I doubt so. it. They would they would have followed through with the trade if they didn't care.
1: Right. Obviously, they cared um, to enough to to say, like, oh, we're going to get you. Oh, this came up? Oh, hey, forget no, it.
0: <laughs> never mind. Um, so probably not going to go there. Um, Nationals have Papelbon. So I don't know. I I, yeah, Mike, I don't know where he's going to go. Is, yeah, Mike Rizzo who's... said no way. to.
1: He's the G- GM of the Nationals. He said not interested anymore. It, so,
0: Maybe he goes to Arizona. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Arizona, where
0: everyone goes today. <laughs> right? Like, do you, Jess, do you do you think he ends up on a team by spring training, with all of this happening? I don't think so. You don't think so? That's bold. I'm gonna cut that. out.
1: Yeah, I oh. think teams are wary about that stuff. Like you said, possible suspensions. Clearly, probably not a good clubhouse guy. if He's doing this kind of stuff. I just don't. I don't think
0: anyone's gonna want to take a risk on it. Could be wrong. Does, does the league? The, is the league's The league has a decent policy for this stuff, right? MLB. Yeah. Like they're not the NFL. Like they have a. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. They have some policy, but, yeah. But it's actually, like, a good policy. It's not like the NFL. Where we're gonna, oh, we didn't see it. Oh, that? You mean that tape? Oh, yeah, we did see that one. Sorry.
1: Okay, now we'll suspend him.
0: All right. Now we'll suspend him. Oh, I know what tape you were talking about. Sorry. I thought you meant the one of him and his wife walking and holding hands down the street. Not the one of him beating him and shoving him into an elevator. No, not on, that yeah. one. No, not that one. Oh, man. On. Stupid NFL. Yeah, we all watch. Hey, yep. I think I do.
1: So do you think he's, he's going to be on the team?
0: I do. I think some teams going to fly on him. I really do. Um, I think the thing is, I think the league is going to hand down a suspension or something sooner rather than later. So I think teams, I think it'll happen late. I think it might even happen during spring training. But I think some team will go, okay, you know what, it's worth the risk. If this guy we will talk to him, we'll bring him in, we'll see what he's got. Obviously he's still good and we'll see what the suspension's going to be and then deal with it then. I, I think some team will put a flyer on him and see what's going on. That's possible. Yeah. We'll see. He's at that point where he's so good that someone will be desperate enough to want him. Like, look at Adrian Peterson. I hate to go back to the NFL, but there's so many of these cases in the NFL that it's kind of a good example. Um, He was so good that people put that aside and said, oh, well, you're still good, and he's having a great year. So, Yeah, yeah, and no one's talking about it because he's running the crap out of the ball, and he is a great fantasy asset again. So, like… To me, it's just, I think it's in that kind of situation where he comes back, he's still good, some team will fly on him, and people will forget about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's 27 years old, so he's he's right in the prime, but we'll see. I mean, this domestic violence stuff is not taken lightly, and you know, obviously it ran the Dodgers away, it ran the Nationals away, so teams are already being scared away, so I don't, you know, it's,
0: I don't know, it's a big toss-up. We'll see. Just be happy you got Craig Kimball. Yes. That's all I gotta say. Thank you. Very happy you got Craig Kimbrell. Um, other big news around the league, Jason Hayward, who we all, um, I, I mean, I was pretty intrigued about him coming here. There were talks about him coming here. And then obviously later in the Times, we'll talk to the winter meetings. That didn't happen. That wasn't going to happen. Um, Cardinals and Cubs are the two top suitors. Obviously played for the Cardinals last year. Um, ended up signing with the Cubbies for eight years and $184 million. So he's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, he has two op-outs after the third and fourth year. Um, and it did look like he took less money. I think the Cardinals was a bigger offer. Jess. I don't know what the Cardinals offer was. to you have to stop your head?
1: Over two hundred million.
0: Yeah, that's, I knew it was higher. Yeah. Um. So clearly he wanted to go to the Cubs. I think they sold him on what they were doing, and he obviously got he obviously got beat by them last year. So we saw it firsthand what they had. And at this point, Lackey had already signed, so they knew he knew they were gotten better and got in their starting pitcher. And he wants to win. I think he sees the Cubs doing that. So good for him. Uh, I would have loved to see him here. I really would have but that contract, insane.
1: That's a lot of money, obviously. I guess the Cubs think he's worth it, and obviously the Cardinals even more so, because they gave him more money. But, yeah, the Cubs have had a great off season and seem to be really pushing hard to break that streak, so I guess they they sold him. They said, why don't you come here? And he said, sure, that sounds good. And you're giving me $23 million a year, a couple opt-outs.
0: I okay, mean, even better.
1: <laughs> it's like, sure, we'll, we'll do that. So, yeah, I would have liked to have him here, too. That would have been pretty sweet, but didn't know it was going to happen, so off to the Cubs he goes.
0: If he's playing pretty well, I wouldn't be surprised if he opts out one of those two years. Mm-hmm. Just because a chance to get more money, I don't know how he can get more money than that, as who he, considering the type of player he is, you'd probably get him, this is probably the best he's played. and Probably the best he will play. Right. So I highly doubt, he'll probably just ride this contract out, but I also wouldn't be shocked. If he plays well second or third year of this deal, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'd be shocked if he doesn't just ride this contract out, just because I think this is probably the most he's worth.
1: I guess it'll probably depend on how the Cubs are doing too. I mean, if they're really good, he might just be like, "All right, I'm just gonna stay here because this is awesome." But if they like, but every
0: every everything points to that though, right? They're they're, they're, they're putting a team together well. I saw an article the other day that was headlined, Theo's putting together a monster in Chicago. He is. Yeah, he is. And he and he's doing what we all knew he could do because he did it here. Um. I wouldn't be my, the Cubs are my pick to win the World Series next year. Just saying. Um, they're going to be already. a pick to win the World Series every year. That they're in the league <laughs> from here <laughs> I, on out. I just want them to win. I mean, I could pick the Red Sox. They have a good. They have a good team now too. Um, Red Sox. I would Cubs love to see the Red
1: Sox Cubs World <laughs> Series. Oh. we oh, we we'll just crush oh. them if we beat them again. If we beat them and, and to win again. And then at
0: that point, I would be so torn because my Red Sox need to win another World Series, but I need the Chicago Cubs record to be over. Like yeah. they need top to top lose. I can't.
1: Can't root for the Cubs against the Sox.
0: Yeah, no, I no know. it'd be fun to get their streak going because of us. That'd be so... Especially because, especially because you know, Lackey will be there, Lester will be there, oh, Theo runs that team. Like, it's literally Red Sox, South, Red Sox, Northwest versus Red Sox, and it's just like...
1: But you wouldn't have to feel bad for Lackey and Lester because they already won with us.
0: Because <laughs> they won here. And you'd be like, see, Lester, you should have played for us, see, Theo... <laughs> To you. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, and it'd be funny, too, because it most likely would be David Price, who shuts them down and wins in the big game. That would be the case. That'd be even funnier. But um, think about,
1: like, if if that did happen and we did win, like, we had our streak, they had their streak, and then theirs is over 20 years longer, and then that would be our fourth World Series since, 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 since our streak, uh, and then they're still
0: on their streak. Oh, that'd be brutal for them. I'd love, it'd be awful. It'd be terrible. But awesome for it, us. It, it, and it sucks because any other situation you're rooting for the Cubbies, sure. Just because of the story, and as a baseball fan that you, you love, I love what they're doing there. They're winning with youth, they're winning with good pitching, and that's what that's what the good recipe for success is. But if you if your Red Sox are in the World Series, then how can you root against your Red Sox nope. when you want we're Title Town that we expect World Series championships.
1: But that would be crazy though four four titles in in uh, twelve years.
0: Four in twelve years, that's and last time it was two in. 3 years this time it would be 2 in 3 years as well if they won this year. 2 and 4. 2 and 4. Oh yeah, it'd be 14, 2 and four. 15. Yeah,
1: 13 and 16. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be two 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 times with two out of four. Yeah. 0, 04 0, 05 06 or 7. Yeah, that was two out of four. This would be two out of four. It's not getting ahead of ourselves, so but that'd be awesome. <laughs> that, but no,
0: but see, I think you do have a reason to get ahead. You can get ahead of yourself because I expect this team to be in the playoffs and the way they were playing last year, if they if the bats continue to do that, I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. Right.
1: And these signings are, like I've been reading, out, yeah, these, these the signings we made this time with Price and Kimbrel and stuff. Those are more, those are more like sure deals than Hanley and Pablo. Like these are the, these are better deals, more more secure. Like you know they're going to be good.
0: You know what you're getting. You're filling your needs, and it, you're not getting head cases. Both those guys are good locker room guys.
1: Right, and the offense is already Kimble, good. So. Kimbrel's
0: a great teammate too. Yeah, and. Look, I think Pablo Sandoval is going to be fine. I really do. I think he's going to be fine. Hanley Ramirez is the problem. You signed him for no reason at all. Thanks a lot, Ben Chang. I appreciate it. Um, Now you have to deal with that.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely most most interested in seeing how uh, Sandoval and Porcello do. No question.
0: If they can both be good or what they're supposed to be, I could be some good stuff. Look what Porcello was doing last year once Dombrowski got here. I know. Granted, he was fully healthy, according to them, because he wasn't healthy for a little while. Um, Yeah, I've got hope for him. I do, too. I think we knew what he is in Detroit, and now that his old boss is here, I think he's going to do even better. I i wouldn't be surprised if he's a solid two or three guy, depending on where they put him in the rotation.
1: And he's um, having season under his belt here, you know, a new place. Yeah, it can't be easy going to a new place, especially a place like here, because we know it's difficult. So now that he has a year done, Dombrowski here, he's more settled in. I think he'll be better.
0: Do you think, on the rotation real quick, do you think Clay Buckholz is your number two next year? Just because of seniority, or do you think Porcello gets that number two spot?
1: Probably Buckholz. Just considering that he did well when he was healthy last year. He's been here for you know nine or ten years. Porcello's is still pretty new. I think they'll I think they'll slide Clay in two just just because of all that.
0: I hope. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised um, if anybody. I'd rather have Eduardo Rodriguez be your two starter, but that's not gonna happen. But um, have him in your probably. four is pretty sweet, <laughs> or even five. Uh, I say he could be five, depending on what they do. Because Kelly might be uh, four. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't honestly even be surprised if you had Erod as three and Porcello as four. That's possible. Eventually,
1: Erod e- does so road.
0: well, yeah. Yeah. He's like, got to stop tipping his stupid pitches. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I could see that, too.
0: So you have a lot of options, and having David Price makes all those options better because you don't have either way you don't have Clay Buckle as your quote-unquote ace.
1: Right, and you're not relying on him as heavily.
0: Yeah, you're not giving him the ball game one of a series. You're not giving him the ball in September getting needing to make the playoffs. You're giving it to David Price. Right. And that's a lot better of a situation.
1: And it's good because when Buckholz is good, Buchholz is good. So if you can still have him and be good, but not have to rely on him, and if he gets hurt, it's not the end of the world, that's pretty much best-case scenario all the way around for
0: him. And the nice thing is now with these bullpen acquisitions, you don't need we don't need starters to get to the seven-day thing like we did last year because our bullpen was so big. Yeah, only fifth or sixth. You, you need him to get most of these guys. Will get to the fifth or sixth anyway, which is what most of them were doing last year. Yeah, and that's all you need to get him to because Carson's there, Tsazawa's there, and you know Carson can pitch a couple innings, Tizawa can pitch a couple innings. So yeah, you don't have to pitch them all every night. You have a lot of flexibility in the bullpen now, and also with the um, with that deal and having Elias down down there as well. If a starter Ooh. doesn't go long of the game, you, you can use you him. You
1: can eat up three or four innings
0: too. Him and Steven Wright will be in the bullpen. Yeah, so like. You have a lot of options now, or the, the, the mediocrity of the starting rotation isn't a big deal because you have actually have a bullpen that will support him. Right. And then when you have Porcello go seven like he did towards the end of last year, when you have Joe Kelly make a good start, you you try, then you you're all...
1: like six, seven, eight innings numerous times.
0: Yeah, so then you you know that makes it even stronger because then one night you can put Carson Smith in the eighth if you have to and don't use Koji for a night. And you, have, and you have these guys who can lock down in innings. You know Kimbrough can pitch two innings. You know he can. He can get a six-out save.
1: Right. And obvious. He, he won't have to pitch as much and get worn out.
0: Thank God. Because he, if, he if he didn't get shut down last year, he probably wouldn't have lasted the whole year anyway. Right. But if he's not pitching so, as much, he could be really effective. Yeah. So So then you're going to have, have Kimbrell rested because he won't pitch. I mean, he'll pitch as much as possible. He's pretty hes pretty durable. Um, Carson Smith is durable for the most part, and he's solid. He doesn't have to pitch every night. hour so and Koji, obviously, you're two question marks with age and health. And those guys don't have to pitch as much anymore. Right. Because now you have guys behind them. Who can support the starting rotation if that happens?
1: Yeah, I mean, and the fact that that uh, Tazawa, Smith, and Kimbrell are all in their twenties is pretty awesome too. Yeah, yeah. Twenty six. Kimbrell's twenty seven. Tazawa's twenty nine. That's awesome <laughs> to have all those yeah, guys so t- young.
0: And we know Tazawa's solid. It's just a matter of if he can't, he just needs to get some rest. Yeah, we just
1: don't need to pitch like, like eighty five games a year.
0: <laughs> if he's not overworked, he's good. We've seen it. He can dominate in this league. Oh yeah. So it's not like it's a dud pitching in your sixth inning.
1: Now it's really good if he, if he gets rest, which he should now. Yeah. That's the shape of to be really solid.
0: Yeah, I'm like already talking about it makes me want spring training. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this reminded me of last December so much.
0: <laughs> we know, were like, I'm but, so see, excited, I'm so excited. But see, you bring that up, and a lot of people probably will, just as the New Year turns and we get closer, because spring training is like two months away,
1: right.
0: which, is, which is awesome. But, but a lot of people last year looked at that and went, oh, Hanley and Pablo, yeah, that was it. But the difference is, like you said, Jess, that you know what you're getting in these two guys. David Price is proven himself, and he's a good locker room guy. Kimbrell is an all-star closer, and he's a good locker room guy. Pablo and Hanley were questionable decisions from the start. Right, and
1: they were both hitters, too. Now we've got a starter, we've got our relievers, our, our offense is good. Like every,
0: everything's yeah. better now. than you know. Last year, they did, Sherrington didn't fill their needs last year. Right. Just, I, would have rather them keep Will, I would have literally rather them keep Will Middlebrooks at third base and get starting pitching and bullpen help than get Pablo Sandoval and not do anything else.
1: Yeah, at this this point, looking back, it would have been a lot more beneficial for the team.
0: Like, seriously, I would have done – Will Middlebrooks and Pablo Sandoval's taps are pretty much the same. And Will Merterbrooks isn't a terrible defender at all. He just can't hit the crap out of the ball like he did his rookie year. Right. I would have rather have him at third base still, keep Jenny Dell in town, and then have – I'd rather – and then not have – you wouldn't have signed Hanley, and you would have brought in a big-game pitcher, which we're out there, and some bullpen help, and that would have been better. And you probably would have made the playoffs if you did that.
1: Yeah, that probably would have been a better deal. And, I mean, Middlebrook did crappy again last year in 83 games, but he hit nine home runs and 29 RBI. I mean, Sandoval hit ten home runs. Ooh, my God.
0: <laughs> he, okay, but Sandoval's never been a power hitter, though. No, He I never has. So, but I'll give him that. He, only, party,
1: he only had 47 RBI. Middlebrook's had 29. It's like, obviously, Sandoval was slightly better, but really, I mean, not that much better. No. Not enough for how much they paid him and how much they were relying on him to be, like, this huge difference maker, which, obviously,
0: he wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, they traded for the wrong thing last year. They, they picked up the wrong pieces, but that's on Ben Jerrington. And obviously, Dave Dombrowski kind of having a better offseason so far. And last thing we want to talk about, because this kind of relates to the Red Sox, the Orioles uh, had an offer on the table for their free agent, Chris Davis, for over $150 million. Um, he didn't take it, and then Baltimore has pulled off their, their new offer, and Davis now wants around eight years and $180 million. Does he, first of all, Jess, does he get that from anyone? I think someone will give it to him. I mean, between how many home runs
1: he hit the last couple of years, I think I think somebody would do that. Obviously,
0: not the Orioles, but and let's 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 tie it to here now. If Dombrowski works his magical fingers and does some damage and gets rid of Paul Deameris, would you want him here? I take him over here. Would you <laughs> would you pay, would you pay him Would you pay him that? That's more money than a lot of your pitching is getting. That like that is a good amount of money. For a guy who strike out, strike out, strikes out a lot.
1: Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I know I talked about how guys who strike out constantly drive me crazy. Obviously, he hit 47 home runs and had 117 RBI last year. 2013, he had 53 home runs and 138 RBI. So, the guy's solid. I mean, really good numbers. Who knows if he'd be able to keep that up. I mean, he's, how old is he? He's 29, okay. So, could be right in the prime of his career. So, it'd be a great deal. I don't know if it's worth that money and the strikeouts might be maddening. You might be able to get by with ugh, Hanley and Travis Shaw. I don't know. I would consider it. But obviously he wants a ton of money and I don't know if they're gonna be willing to do
0: that. I I haven't watched him too much on a consistent basis. Obviously you watch him when they play the Red Sox, but how how do you think his defense is obviously it's better than the Hanley's, no question about that. We know that. Yeah. That's not a good but like is it good enough that you can deal with the strikeouts? And that kind of Yeah, stuff.
1: he gets the job done. I don't I don't think there's any problem with that.
0: Who would you rather, Chris Davis or Travis Shaw? Say Hanley's gone. Say they trade Hanley and bring something back. Would you rather them just give the job to Travis Shaw, or would you rather them bring in Chris Davis? Because that would be your likely scenario if Hanley was to be traded.
1: Yeah, I'd take Davis. More proven. The fact that he's hit over 50 and almost 50 home runs twice. If you, I mean, obviously Shaw hit 12 or 13 home runs last year in a couple months, which is pretty awesome, too. But at this point, knowing what they've done and, and – how proven they are i'd definitely take davis
0: yeah i think i would too in that situation but you obviously travis shaw is going to be on this roster i think he earned the right to be on this roster and obviously like we said we've talked about this before he can play with their base right so down the line if hanley if they, you need they off you can play travis shaw there you can play him at first he's a good utility guy to have i would definitely keep him on the roster um i just there's something about chris davis that attracts me. Even though I, I keep telling people I don't know if I really want him here. Part of me thinks, well he'd probably do well here. He's Short really ball good. bar. Yeah. Yeah. Is he but see the thing is though, I sit here and go, is he worth the money? Is he worth hundred and eighty million dollars over eight years? Which when you think about it and the money we're talking about, I can't use the argument really because I'm saying David Price money's worth it. So right. really and Chris Davis probably is worth that money in today's baseball world.
1: And if you look at it Eight years, $180 is exactly what Jason Hayward just got. Davis is better than Hayward. No question about that. Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of that, yeah, he's worth it. If if, if Hayward's worth that, then Davis is worth this. I don't think Hayward's worth that either. And I don't know if Davis is worth this, but if you look at it in terms of that, then yeah, he is. He's obviously a better player than that. He, yeah. I just looked up his stats. He had three errors last year. So, yeah, no problem at first base there.
0: Yeah, not like, I'm not okay like he, he had, like,
1: 15 errors. <laughs> you know, which, look, I think for...
0: For me, I've been back and forth on this topic. Obviously, the name's been floating out there for the entire offseason. If you have Hanley, it doesn't make sense. If you're going to keep Hanley and you haven't played first base, it doesn't make sense to bring Chris Davis in here. It doesn't. But if you can get Hanley off the books, for the most part, and have that spot open up, I'd do it. I think I would. I think I'm sold on it if that was to to be an option. This would be an extremely
1: excellent and successful offseason if we could get rid of Hanley and get Davis. That would just totally make it.
0: That put a nice thing on the cake, oh, with yeah. what he did with the pitching—it's
1: already fantastic, and it's already already about as good as they could get. If they did that, that would just make it even better.
0: And I've seen a bunch of places do like, who has had the best offseason so far? And everyone has had the Red Sox.
1: Yeah, I don't see how they—I don't see how they
0: couldn't. <laughs> I mean, hey, they filled all their needs. We
1: got the best starter. We got the best closer.
0: <laughs> yep. And they got some more bullpen help. They assured their weakest parts from last year. They filled that up. We all knew their offense wasn't terrible last year. They had a good lineup. That was that's fine. why most of it hasn't most of it hasn't changed. But the pitching in the bullpen was the issue. And you, you signed the best, like you said, the best starter on the on the block, and you signed the best closer out there. Or you traded for the best closer in the league. I in my opinion he really is. And
1: then you get another so, guy who was a closer to pitch your seventh inning. Yeah, <laughs> and, you,
0: and you get a guy, yeah, for your seventh inning. And you have a guy who was a stud in the playoffs for you in 2013 and all year in Koji, particularly. And, the and then another guy so, who was
1: one of the best middle late, middle late relievers in the setup league. Guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was the best setup guy in 2013, and now he's your sixth <laughs> inning. So That's I, I think I think your job's done there. Yeah. Um, and you have a, a guy, Elias guy who can be your long reliever, lefty, who can start, swat start. That's all you really ask for in that situation.
1: Yeah. Everything's lined up to be really nice here.
0: Yeah. So obviously, we don't want to get our hopes up. It's not even, I mean, Christmas is next week. So. Like, we don't really want to get our hopes up yet, but everything we've seen so far, Dombrowski's not messing around. Dombrowski wants to get this done, and he wants to win as soon as possible. He didn't get to win in Detroit, and he sees what he has here, and he sees he has the pieces. And I think Dombrowski, real quick, is learning from his mistakes in Detroit. In Detroit, he was so gung-ho in just being veterans and trading his prospects. He didn't do that here. He did this the right way. He traded prospects for Kimball that he didn't need because of Mookie Betts and Sandra Bogarts. He didn't get rid of Mancata. He didn't get rid of Erod. He didn't get rid of these guys who are supposed to be good guys. He didn't get rid of Henry Owens or Brian Johnson. He kept guys that we all wanted him to keep. Or
1: Anderson Espinosa.
0: Yeah, we all thought he was coming in here and going to just tear apart this farm system. Something's changed in him. I think he realized what he did in Detroit. and realized he was so close, but not close enough because he didn't have the young guys to replenish himself. And that's why they got bad so fast. And he'd, I really believe that. He didn't
1: that. have the bullpen to pitch well in the playoffs. And now he went out and got two fantastic bullpen pieces.
0: Yeah. He brought his guy back in David Price, who clearly they obviously had a relationship from Detroit, and he, made, and he didn't make the mistake of not leaving a good bullpen out there to back up his starting rotation. He didn't go out there and bolster his rotation. In Detroit, he had three all-stars in his rotation. Now, he only ha- he has one, but with serviceable pitchers and a dominant, which looks to be a dominant bullpen. I think Dombrowski learned from his lesson. I think he learned from his mistakes
1: sure seems like it, and Ryzey came in here. He said he's going to change it. He's going to fix things. He sees a lot of good pieces in the team. He sees what he can do, and, boy, has he done it, man. Yeah. He really has done it.
0: So, it's going to be exciting. Obviously, he's not done yet. Maybe not done yet. It it looks like he should be done. I don't see anything else we really need to fix unless it's, like, little tidy things. Again, only thing left, Hanley Ramirez. That's it. It's the only thing I want want left on, if he can possibly swing it. Right. It might not
1: be possible, so... (laughs) So he can't get that, angry that, I if, if he doesn't do it, but
0: yeah, that's in the unrealistic check section. And if he can possibly possibly do it, then I bow to him at that point yeah. because he pulled off the un, uh, impossible. So, uh, like every other week, this week's show, of course, was again was brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com backslash Celtics. Enter that promo code Celtics. I have one. Jess has one. Lauren has one. She's asleep on it right now, I'm sure. That's why she's not here. Um, They're comfy. They're they're like a cloud. They have the fur mattresses too. So if you have a bad back, don't be afraid to sleep on the mattress. Don't get stuck on the floor. Go out and get yourself a nice Casper mattress and fix that back of yours. Um, We had a lot to talk about today. We got through it. Like we said, only thing left for Tom to do in my mind is trade Hanley Ramirez, if at all possible. Um, Other than that, Jess this team is looking good, and winter meetings just happened, like you know what I mean, like usually it doesn't happen till winter meetings. he was pretty much done through winter meet up until winter meetings,
1: yeah, great stuff, he really really did a job well, giving us a lot of great stuff to talk about and a lot of really good deals and yeah, yeah. i'm I'm definitely excited this is this is what you want. you want a winning team, and boy I hope mm-hmm. boy, I hope they can be one this year <laughs>
0: <laughs> baseball's churning don't d- definitely churning a lot of signings, a lot of things happening uh don't forget you can find us and we'll keep you updated on twitter at Red Sox underscore beat on facebook just search Red Sox beat podcast and we'll pop right up uh we're on tumblr we're on google plus uh we obviously give the great written coverage when stuff happens we'll have you covered led by our great jess thomas uh thanks yeah you know you do a good job i just thought i'd give you credit for it <laughs> um we're looking forward to get back and covering the team once spring training hits but obviously we'll cover you up with all the news uh baseball swirling hopefully by next week we're on Cueto's sign somewhere. Um, probably not, though, the way this trend's going. But there should be something to talk about next week because baseball's been going a mile a minute for the last couple of weeks here, Jeff. So it uh, have not been really hard to find topics to talk about this off season so far. So we'll hope it continues. Um, we appreciate you guys for joining us again like you do every other week. So until next week, um, enjoy everything you do during the week. Don't get too tired at work, and look forward to seeing you next week.
1: All right,